0: Sucks.
1: It is Correct Opinions on Wrestling's Wrestle Rant. I'm George. I'm Melissa. And uh, tonight we're going to cover quite a lot.
0: I mean, I don't think it's a lot, but it is a couple things. we got a couple things to talk about. It's a few.
1: It's a curated selection.
0: hmm Actually, no, you know what I just thought of in my head? What? That Eddie Kingston promo that was on Instagram.
1: Ooh.
0: I think it was also on Dark Elevation, but I haven't watched that yet, but anyone hasn't seen the Eddie Kingston promo about the Young Bucks, is there anybody who can do it as well as Eddie Kingston?
1: No, and honestly, if you can't, what are you even doing?
0: <laughs> I know, like, after I saw it, I was like, I don't want to see a promo from anybody else.
1: You know how Dustin is doing a lot of work, like, in the in-ring stuff with the women's division? Yeah. Eddie Kingston should be running promo classes.
0: For everybody. For,
1: yeah, it wasn't just for the women, but for everyone. For
0: everyone, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that's my thought on that. All Jesus. right.
0: The first thing I want to get to, since this is a mainly AEW podcast. Yes. Mainly. I want to talk about the fallout from Blood and Guts.
1: Okay. You Man. mean Blood and Butts?
0: Blood and, yes. Yes. Because we're fucking seven years old and.
1: I'm this many years old.
0: Fucking. Um, mainly I just want to talk about how shockingly shocked The WWE was by this. They said it was barbaric and that it set back wrestling 30 years.
1: Get fucked.
0: I mean, come on. I just want to bring to everyone's attention the fact that last year they had a match where someone had to have their eye pulled out to win. I know they're mainly talking about the blading or whatever, But, like, if we want to talk about pure graphicness, what about the fiend laying in the middle of the ring on fire? There literally is nothing more graphic than leading people to believe there's a man burning alive in the ring. I don't care how many people fucking have bloody faces. There's nothing more graphic than a man burning alive.
1: My my take on it's a little different. Like, you're absolutely right. Mm Mm-hmm. But when I'm thinking what set wrestling back, you know, several decades, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the way that WWE has just systematically deballed wrestling top to bottom mm. by turning it into... It, it's basically the Disney cookie-cutter mill That's of professional wrestling. That's what
0: they see wrestling. as the future of wrestling, though. Well, so they
1: can go to hell.
0: They see that as the future in, like... Oh, God, in a fake fight, people have blood as putting it back.
1: I mean, everything is overproduced. Everything is just overly choreographed. The storytelling just doesn't make sense. All the championships are just giant fucking cutouts of the logo. I mean, it's just a machine, and there are no stars. There's no personality. Everyone and everything is just a fucking cog. That's yeah. that's what set wrestling back and they're just pissed that someone else is finally coming along who can fix it and is willing to do it.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess that's, you know, that's my little ranty rant, but mm. they 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 shook. They should be. Um they're they're coming for them and the only thing WWE has going for it right now is this guaranteed money that they keep conning out of other companies and one brutal bloodthirsty dictatorship. Um, I wouldn't be surprised mm. if you find out down the line that they're not getting any of that money.
0: Oh, I hope. That's I, so
1: funny. I, I, weren't there rumors about that before that? Like the Prince was so pissed off that about something or other that he was withholding payments.
0: He was just withholding payments. And, uh, so Vincent Mann said, we won't start the show on time. That pissed the Prince off. That's why he held their planes there. Which, nobody talks about this, but that was a fucking international incident. It
1: was. It absolutely was. That was a fucking was.
0: international incident that got downplayed. That was very serious.
1: So, yeah, when, when I hear, you know, shitheads at a company that has just rested on its ass for 20 plus years mm. crying because someone is finally, finally doing something interesting in the American wrestling space, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs>
0: I just want to say, though, in WWE, I I think there is a lot of talent there. When I, like, say shit about WWE, I'm not saying, like, they don't have talented wrestlers. They have too many talented wrestlers. The
1: problem is not with the wrestlers. Yeah. The problem has never been with the wrestlers. It's been with the way that fucking company is run from the very top down. Because everything there, as we know, is from the fucking top down. Yeah. Everyone we... I mean, to be clear, everyone we like in AEW, mm-hmm. if you stuck them in WWE... They, they, they'd suck. They'd be jobbers through no fault of their own. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm going so hard on talent. I'm not. It's it's just this company... No, I just
0: wanted to be clear on that. I didn't think you were.
1: Yeah, this, th- this is a Vince McMahon problem.
0: I just... But back to the blood and guts thing and that being, like, barbaric. I just think it's hilarious that a company that has the end of a match being someone losing an eye or being burned alive... Would call a match barbaric because it was bloody. I just think that's absurd.
1: The, and... the whole attitude era, and you know, even if you want to say, oh, the attitude era was you know, so long ago, okay, but you know what? The ruthless aggression era wasn't so long ago, Mm-mm. and that I mean that just completely undermines their fucking argument. Like, why is it barbaric? Because you're not doing it anymore?
0: Exactly. Another point I want to make about that to play off that. Fucking... WWE is the company that relies on its past stars and its past achievements. Everything is about what WWE used to be. And guess what people used to do in the WWE when it was considered good? They fucking bladed and it was bloody. So how can you depend on your old stars and your old achievements, but then see things going on now that are the same as then, and say, now it's barbaric, now it's... Well, then don't fucking talk about, you know, fucking Rock and Austin and fucking... Or about back in the day with, like, fucking Flair and Rhodes. You think they didn't fucking blade? These are all the stars and the things they rely on.
1: The most iconic match... The most iconic moment that they've gone to the well over and over and over to milk all the fucking blood from that stone mm-hmm. is where a man literally just got thrown off a cage with no crash pad and ended up with a fucking tooth through his nose.
0: I know they go back to that so many times as an epic moment, but like, that's okay.
1: Every time they drag the the Undertaker's fucking corpse out for another appearance, another sanitized appearance, it's... No, remember when he did this cool fucking thing in 1996? Yeah. But you're going to cry because a few guys got, you know, fucking color on television. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> it's just so hypocritical and hilarious. That,
1: that company's got a fucking reckoning coming.
0: So... That <laughs> happened. Let's move on to the next thing. All right. Let's talk about... The six star, Osprey versus Shingo Takagi match. Yes. I feel like we should just cover this because you know we cover wrestling stuff and. Uh, oh yeah. This is being touted as one of the greatest matches of all time, and uh, we watched it and.
1: I mean, it was no Edge Randy Orton, but.
0: <laughs> it few wasn't the greatest are. match of all time.
1: <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. How
0: do you beat that? No, this match, like, I don't know what more they could have possibly done.
1: Nothing. They 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 left fucking everything there. Like, they
0: told a whole fucking novel on that match. I mean, it went through like different periods of like strikes and like insane spots. Like I don't even understand how Osprey does the things he does.
1: He's gonna have a short career. Knock don't on wood. Say that. I don't I don't wish it on him, but he, he's gonna have to cool it or or <laughs> Something, because he can't go at that level for fucking 30 years.
0: Well, New Japan has a better work schedule. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, Osprey, if somebody says Osprey is the best wrestler in the world, I don't know how you could argue with them. You could say, in my opinion, this or that, but honestly, you don't, it'd be hard to really argue with someone who says that.
1: It's a valid opinion. I'll leave it at that.
0: Oh, I'll leave it at that. Well, who's the best wrestler then? See, it's just a are matter it's, of are, are we
1: talking about like technical?
0: I'm talking about wrestling in a ring, wrestler.
1: Okay, so you're not talking about like character. Or, no. Okay.
0: He has a good character. There, I too. still feel
1: like it's Kenny Omega. Honestly. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's your personal opinion, but it'd be hard to objectively, in any way, argue
1: my opinion is a correct it. opinion.
0: No, you're pissing me off. Oh. Because my point is, everyone can have their own personal favorite based on like, because everyone has their own personal favorite things. But if someone told you they're, they thought Osprey is the best wrestler in the world, how would you come up with a coherent argument to tell them they're not right?
1: I'm not worried about being coherent. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> so anyway, if you haven't seen that match, you should see it because it's a fucking battle. And I saw things I've never seen before.
1: Why is it? I, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like New Japan always. Everything just seems more physical to me. I don't know if it's because of the speed. I don't know it's if it's more deliberate. Of the, yeah. Like the strikes just always like seem like they hit harder. I don't know if it's like the acoustics in the arenas. I don't know if it's because the Japanese wrestling... It's a
0: strong style.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it probably helps that all the Japanese fans are so quiet and polite. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, it, It's really easy to... I feel like to... that
0: also, like the quiet politeness goes along with the thing where I said, where, like uh whenever I watch New Japan, I feel like I'm watching an art form. Yeah. I feel like that the crowd helps with that too, because when they like politely applaud things, Think I'm of like, the golf yes. claps. And... Yeah, I just feel like when you put on New Japan, you just, like, sit back and you're just, like, watching a piece of art. I agree. It's not like any other wrestling.
1: It's it's really not. Um, I I mean, I love AEW, obviously, because I do a fucking podcast about it every week. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think, you know, from a wrestling standpoint, I think New Japan's probably the best in the world. Man. I know you've got your opinion about Lucha Libre.
0: Oh, yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about, where it's like, if you say your fa- you think that's the best, I can't really argue with you, but, you know, personally, I just have a soft spot for Lucha Libre, mm. just the spectacle of it.
1: It is a spectacle. It is
0: just, and I like high-flying, fast stuff like that, but goddamn, I do enjoy sitting down and watching a fucking New Japan epic. Like, you can have your favorite, but, like, you really can't appreciate all of them, you know? Right. There's a there's a time and place for them all except WWE. Yeah, the,
1: yeah. The, there's a time and place for it. Fucking thirty fucking years ago.
0: <laughs> all right. Next thing we should talk about, and I know this is what you're most excited about. Dark Side of the Ring is back for season three, Whew. and the first two episodes are about Brian Pillman.
1: Light, heartwarming viewing.
0: Goddamn. I forgot how good this show is. This is like the best show on TV, honestly.
1: It it honestly is.
0: It's amazing.
1: Um, what a fucking dark journey through the goddamn bowels of hell this was.
0: So it's about Brian Pillman, and I mean, if you don't know who Brian Pillman is, you you're probably not listening to this podcast. Right. <laughs> like you know who that is. Well, I'm and gonna... his loose canon character in like how that translated into his his real life and how he played WCW against WWE. And it was really fascinating.
1: His strength coach.
0: Yeah, what? his strength coach from when he played for the Bengals was like, seemed like his buddy.
1: What a genius.
0: That guy, I'm glad they, they got him on for his comments because that really, I feel like he was your gateway into what... Brian Pillman was actually thinking and going yeah. through. Because like, I feel like he was playing everybody except this guy who was his friend.
1: Quote of the night, the uh, the filmmakers asked uh, the strength coach, what was your opinion of Vince McMahon at the time? Mm. And he comes back and says, well, what do you do with a whore? You fuck him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. That was great.
1: God damn. I, I love it when... People have no respect for Vince McMahon, and they're not shy about it. Mm-hmm. And they win. Yes. Even Stone Cold was like, when when they interviewed him, even he was kind of like, "Oh my God, he got one over on Vince." Yeah. Um.
0: But uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna talk about the show. Like uh, they got some good people on there to talk about it too. Stone Cold was on there. J.R. Jim Cornette um bischoff
1: bischoff is a fucking you know this, this, this what a little bitch
0: i know like he was totally played by ryan pillman and he still thinks he's in on it which it, is kind of funny
1: what i don't understand is that it was so long ago
0: oh yeah
1: it was so long ago man the man is dead
0: and bischoff's still like i gotta make a point just this.
1: just be like yeah he got me he had me it is what it is mm. like enough enough people fucked eric bischoff during his time in wcw that you know this shouldn't even register this is such a minor thing
0: yeah so i think we should talk about the most horrifying parts of the show
1: don't do drugs kids
0: yeah, but tell that to someone who's a professional wrestler, fucking wrestling every day of the week.
1: Um, I I'm you know what I was obviously you know he's he's the lesson there, but I was thinking of his wife.
0: Oh, don't go into that. Yeah, there, there's no reason to go into that. Um, but when you see on that show Jim Cornette. Talking about how he found out Brian Pillman was dead. And fucking Jim Cornette was choking up. That's... Holy shit.
1: That's hard to watch.
0: It was. Like, I was like, don't make me like Jim Cornette. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I want to like Jim Cornette?
1: Because... I always,
0: like, kind of do in the back of my fucking head. Because he's a man with
1: a hustle. You know what? He's a man with a hustle that sometimes just goes a little too far.
0: So he That's my problem. And he doesn't go too. Like I think a lot of the time he's fucking spot on correct. But then, I, but a lot of the time he just goes too far to get viewers. And
1: that's working for him. But damn,
0: Jim Cornette choking up hearing about Brian Pillman's death.
1: God damn.
0: But the thing I really want to talk about is after Brian Pillman died, Vince McMahon had his widow on Monday Night Raw. Asking her what she's going to do now that she's a single mother.
1: After promising her Ugh. that he wouldn't bring it up.
0: After promising her he wouldn't bring up the fucking drug use. The first question he asks her is about potential drug use. This is the most disgusting, exploitative shit I've ever seen.
1: Vince McMahon deserves a bullet in the fucking head. Actually, that would be too good for him.
0: Vince McMahon's pure fucking evil. He's pure evil. And, yeah, that was horrifying. But, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's it's not a happy story. And I guess the other thing that really is upsetting when you watch it is you can really tell how if things had not gone sideways for him, Brian Pillman's name would be up there with Stone Cold, The Rock, all of those Attitude Era people. He would have absolutely have been up there.
1: You know what? I mean, it's all speculation, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's an alternate universe where Brian Pillman, not Stone Cold Steve Austin, is the biggest draw in history.
0: Potentially. Honestly. Like, you, you just...
1: And you know why I love me some Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. But there's definitely, like, who knows what could have happened. Mm. Um.
0: So yeah, that was great, and season three is going on now. They have a lot of things coming up. They have, like, uh, the plane ride from hell coming up. Like, death match episode. The Grizzly Smith one I'm really scared about.
1: But the... uh, You know, just just to really talk about the Pillman episode a little more, it's just... It's miraculous, given what... You know, th- this man's widow put the children through. That Brian Pillman Jr. is so goddamn well-adjusted and How do
0: you such know a professional. He is,
1: well, he, he seems it.
0: <laughs> You're just basing on one interview you've seen.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he's holding it together in AEW. He doesn't yeah. seem like he's you know a fucking.
0: His sibling seems
1: relatively fine too.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're talking about things that people won't understand if they haven't watched it.
1: Right. Well, go and watch it, then listen to this again. Give Mm -hmm. us more listener numbers, and you'll get more out of it on the second listen.
0: Yes. So, just a couple of side things to talk about. I saw this on a wrestling thing this week. Is there potential heat between the Elite and Cody?
1: Probably. Wouldn't surprise me.
0: I wanted to bring this up because some people are speculating on now, but I said this a long time ago.
1: You were one of the first.
0: I said this a long time ago because just the way they interact and the fact that, like, you don't see Cody on BTE, but he's on Sammy Guevara's vlog. And it's just, like, when you watch them interact. And also, I saw an interview once where Cody was talking about how he doesn't like Kenny Omega So, you know, that's a pretty good hint, too. Who
1: the fuck is Cody? Like,
0: (laughs) I mean, anyone who's ever listened to our podcast knows how we feel about Cody Rhodes. But I just think it's hilarious that now, like, it's unconfirmed and some people are speculating, but how could you not see it, honestly?
1: You ever, you ever see that internet meme where it's like, I think it's mainly like stick figure drawings where there are like two people and one of them's holding something. And it's like, look at this thing that I made. And the other person says, oh, you made that? He's like, yeah. And, and, and takes it from him and goes, I made this. That's Cody. Mm. Cody likes to attach himself to things that other better people are doing. And and that's the case here in AEW. Oh. Honestly, I think the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were really the core gets, you know, and and really Chris Jericho, too. Um, You know what's funny that you say that? that? When I
0: listened to that fucking talking shop where it was the Chiz brothers and the Young Bucks talking and they're talking about the formation of AEW, I don't even remember them mentioning Cody.
1: He's an also fucking ran. He's a, he's just a, he's a fucking tag along.
0: Did, Tony Khan just think it would be cool to have a Rhodes in there. Probably because he's such a fucking mark, and hey. he's like, "Let's get him in here." And then Cody's like, "Well, I want to be this and that," and he's like, "Sure." And then like the power went into his head.
1: To be absolutely, I mean, to be absolutely fair to Tony Khan, I can see how you know when you're trying to get the thing off the ground and you're trying to you know build a potential you know roster with star power, mm-hmm. I can see how Cody seems like a good get for that. Yeah. But at what price, man? him and his fucking wife running run like running ramshot all over the fucking
0: I wonder if the elite had to step in to stop that fucking brandy oh, family God. thing is it I know y'all remember that if you're listening <laughs> when brandy had fucking what's her name Kong
1: yeah and
0: Mel and fucking Luther was like the head or something like what the Who stepped in to stop that?
1: Talk about a fucking nightmare factory, am I right?
0: That's what we call Brandy's womb. (laughs) Oh, shit, yes! I immediately regret saying that, and I feel like it's very mean, and I take it back. It was just a joke.
1: Well, I take it from you. I say that about
0: anyone reproducing.
1: I take it back from you, and I honor it, and I put it back out (laughs) into the podcast. Okay.
0: Alright, so everyone keep an eye on some fucking Cody Elite shit, because when that blows up, that's going to be entertaining.
1: I hope it doesn't bring the company to a fucking...
0: I just hope it doesn't make the atmosphere backstage gross for everyone.
1: Because I mean,
0: everyone seems to enjoy working there, and I don't want them to fucking, their drama to make it nasty.
1: Politics always fucking drags the product down. CWCW.
0: Yeah. Or any company. Alright, moving on. I wanted to talk about Jeff Hardy real quick. Okay, okay. Because Matt Hardy has been talking about how he wants to be reunited with his brother at AEW. Oh, I
1: would love that.
0: And on Monday, Jinder Mahal, in his return, (laughs) squashed Jeff Hardy. And they just had this match on main event, apparently. And then they do it on Raw. And... It's just sad to me to see how, like, well Matt's doing at AEW, and then you flip over to WWE and Jeff Hardy's just, like, fodder.
1: Wait, so Jeff Hardy is being used as a jobber to build up Jinder Mahal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, like, Jeff Hardy's been getting any good runs lately at all, but
1: go yeah. to aew well the tony is, will give him a, a gold watch run with matt as the tag champs
0: i'm trying to figure out how much longer he has on his contract but i keep hearing different things and it might be as long as two or three years oh
1: if that's it he's done
0: Oh, and I just saw today that Becky Lynch signed a new contract, which I didn't think she was gonna go anywhere. But isn't it sad when you see someone re-sign?
1: Yeah, it's
0: always sad.
1: I kind of get why she probably did, but at the well, same time, the fuck her for fucking, doing it.
0: She's top of the food chain there. Yeah, until they and need someone, there.
1: until they need someone to feed to fucking Charlotte again. I'm actually when she's out of the doghouse
0: about what will happen to Becky once she comes back, because the only reason that women even got to main event WrestleMania and it was a whole thing was because of Ronda Rousey. Let's be honest.
1: And They don't
0: appreciate Becky Lynch.
1: Going further than that, the only reason Becky Lynch got a push at all is because Nia Jax, the fucking unsafe worker, accidentally (laughs) broke her fucking nose. If that hadn't happened, Becky never would have been in the main event picture at all. I
0: mean, Becky was always great and everyone loved her, but that was like the incident. The fucking
1: catalyst. The the worst fucking female worker on their roster. And, and uh, granted, they've got Eva Marie now. Fucking granted, accident- we haven't
0: really watched it in a couple years uh, now. That
1: too. <laughs> but fucking broke her nose by mistake. And so a botch propelled her to the top. Rightfully so. She belonged at the top.
0: Mm-hmm. But that
1: really just shows what they fucking thought of her to begin with.
0: Honestly, like... She deserves to be on the top, but she got there because of extenuating circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And she only got the main event because it was Ronda Rousey, and they fucking threw fucking Charlotte in there, too, for no reason. And, like, I just wonder what they'll do with her after, because after that, they... I mean, she still had her character going in and she was great, but, like, I, it just felt like they didn't know what to do with her after Ronda left.
1: You but hate to see it. And, I don't know how we And went I won't path. see it, because I'm not going to watch the fucking product, but... Yeah
0: terrible uh another thing oh i just wrote down ricky starks broke his neck
1: yeah what the fuck is that about get
0: better ricky starks
1: thankfully it doesn't seem like it's you know i mean it's serious it's a broken fucking neck but it doesn't, it doesn't seem need like
0: operated on yeah
1: it doesn't seem like a stone cold situation
0: yeah knock on wood but he'll be out a couple months and then something interesting i want to talk about aew is going back on the road in july <laughs>
1: The pandemic is over. The weather is hot. And
0: July 7th, they'll be in Miami. And then the two weeks after that, they're in different places in Texas. And I mean, again, I'm not going to go into it because like my issue is I'm not going to care more than everyone else. I mean, you know what? They might as well because people don't care in Florida. So why not just go to Texas where people don't care and Miami where people don't care and like. What difference does it make?
1: Look, folks, we're vaccinated. You know, we. If if the show comes, I don't know about you. I'll go. I'll go if it comes here. I don't know if I would. You don't.
0: I don't. I'm not ready to be jam packed into places with people. I'd go. I don't think I would.
1: Would you be no. bad if I went?
0: Yeah, you don't get to go. Well, th- if I don't get to go, you don't get to go. You
1: could go. You just choose not to.
0: Yeah, but I don't want to be a, a bunch of around a bunch of fucking mouth breathers jam-packed in a fucking stadium. I don't know. I just feel like everyone's taking this way too lightly because if you look around...
1: Well, who knows if these other stadiums will run at full capacity?
0: And yeah, I guess we'll see. But, like, even now, if you look at what's going on in Japan, mm. they're in a state of emergency and I just don't...
1: And they do what they're fucking told over there.
0: Like, I don't know. Everyone just continue to keep being safe. Like, shit's not over.
1: Didn't realize this was a fucking shit-lib podcast.
0: (laughs) Whoops. Fucking. Uh Uh-oh.
1: You, you, like, you get the fuck out.
0: The secret's out of the bag.
1: Not that I think we have to worry about AEW coming here anytime soon, given their, uh, what they had to say the last time they were here. I'm not going to give it away. uh, What? Where we, uh where we be at but um
0: oh i've said we're from cleveland oh okay yeah (laughs) when AEW was in cleveland i remember i was listening to dave Meltzer the next day and he was talking about the cleveland crowd being like a wwe crowd and i remember thinking what the fuck do you want i guess cleveland wasn't a good crowd what do you want i mean i had a good time I don't, I don't know what the deal was. I didn't
1: see anything about that crowd that was lacking. I felt like everybody was into it.
0: Yeah, literally, there was a woman sitting next to me. When John Moxley came out, she was crying.
1: That's like, I a... don't
0: know what more you want, but I guess we weren't a hot enough crowd.
1: Well, it's Cleveland. There are no hot people in Cleveland.
0: And I remember before we went in, people were staying outside for like an hour in the freezing cold.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do, you, what do you fucking want, guys?
0: I just don't like when anyone ever blames the fans.
1: Especially Cleveland fans.
0: I'm sorry, but not even just that. I mean, like, we're anything where it's like, well, the fans this, the fans that. Like, I mean, the fans will react how they react. It's your job to fucking get a reaction, isn't it?
1: That's literally their only job.
0: I just hate it when anyone blames fans for anything. I mean, that's just the easy way. That's the easy way out. Oh, I didn't get the reaction I wanted? It's because of them, not because of me. But when I was there, it seemed like everyone was into it, so I don't know what the deal was.
1: Everybody was really into it.
0: All right, so I want to get into the card for tomorrow's Dynamite.
1: All right, let's run that down.
0: First of all, there's going to be a coronation ceremony for the pinnacle. I,
1: I bet that goes off without a hitch.
0: <laughs> I hope that's good. and not, Because I feel like with these segments, a lot of times it's hit and miss for me. So I hope this is one of the good, like ridiculous segments.
1: For this to work, MJF has to go full fucking psychopath. No I think more will. No more jokey bullshit. Yeah. Um. Did you see his Mother's Day tweet? No. Nah. He he put out a tweet about how sorry to all the poor from broken homes. My parents are still together happily and rich.
0: <laughs> God, don't you just want to murder him? I'm,
1: I want him to go into the fucking wood chipper with Don Callis.
0: (laughs) I want to murder him, which means he's doing a good job Yeah, as a bad guy, Says I want to murder him. I don't
1: think there's a better heel in wrestling.
0: Oh, what a bastard. That's a personal attack on me.
1: (laughs) You a middle class white woman.
0: Um, now. Yeah. Not for most of my life. Uh. Would you call us middle class? Yeah. All right, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I got
1: stocks and shit, baby.
0: <laughs> you're I, a real MJF over here. I can
1: go to the doctor.
0: <laughs> Sometimes.
1: But I still have to knock on wood, so that means I'm not rich.
0: Yeah, when you're rich, you don't have to worry about it all coming crumbling down. There's
1: no wood knocking. I don't want to see a fucking pane of wood.
0: <laughs> no. All right, so on the show, we're going to have a Tony Schiavone interview with Jade Cargill. Ugh. Let me guess. She might be that bitch. You think she's that bitch? She might be that bitch. Tune in Wednesday to find out whether or not...
1: She's not a bitch or some bitch.
0: She may be that bitch. But I can't confirm.
1: Is that like that girl? What's that? You know, that old sitcom?
0: No, what's that? It's... Shut up. (laughs) Alright, next we have an... I don't know if this is the right order. I'm just reading this off a website. The AEW World Tag Team Championship match. The Young Bucks versus SCU. And if SCU loses, they break up. And I had to say on BTE, both Matt Jackson and uh, Christopher Daniels did promos that were really good. So hmm. if you're interested in that, tune into BTE because it's one of the many required readings to understanding what's going on in AEW. <laughs> So, check that out.
1: At some point, it becomes work.
0: That's why, like, I try not to stuff myself with too much wrestling, because I don't want to be put off by it. Right. Like, I haven't watched Elevation and Dark yet. I'll probably, like, check them out, maybe tonight or tomorrow. But, like, I just don't like the act of required reading. Exactly.
1: It's like, it's not a college course. You're not working towards a degree.
0: But... BTE actually was pretty good this
1: BTE week. BTE is always good, but I feel like Dynamite and BTE, and that's my uh, that's my fill, you know?
0: Yeah, you should really be involved in a wrestling podcast.
1: You know what? <laughs> because I... you're like,
0: I don't want to do my wrestling. Well,
1: I don't want to watch fucking three hours a week or more of jobber uh, matches. Yeah,
0: well, they're not all jobber matches. but Or just
1: matches with very low to non-existent stakes. Yeah,
0: I was going to watch elevation before this but then i looked and saw it was two hours long and i was like i'm gonna have to do this later because i don't have time for this right now
1: or and, and here's an idea not at all because your life is finite
0: <laughs> i might you know check it out but i can't guarantee i'll check it out can't promise all right so then we have the aew world championship eliminator match with number one Ragged orange cassidy
1: can I make a? Can I make a
0: versus number two pack?
1: Really quick about the tag team thing,
0: what? not
1: to play Booker, but to play Booker for a second.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would love, and I know it's not going to happen. I
0: know what you're going to say. I
1: would. I would love for SCU to get the belt because John Moxley and Eddie Kingston cost the Young Bucks.
0: That would be a really entertaining... That
1: would be entertaining. It would make sense. It would make perfect sense from the storyline standpoint to continue that feud.
0: I would comfortably bet money that would that will not happen. But, would you, but, but it would, would be entertaining.
1: But would you bet Bitcoin?
0: Fuck no. Bitcoin's expensive. <laughs> Isn't like one Bitcoin like $50,000? More. Yeah, I wouldn't bet a Bitcoin on that. But, uh, yeah, that would be... I'm not saying that's not entertaining. That would definitely be entertaining. But, uh... Damn, what's SCU gonna do? I don't want SCU to break up. I love some SCU.
1: I think they might win.
0: That... I will be so unbelievably surprised if the Elite drop any belts right now.
1: I think it would be through fuckery from Eddie and Moxley. But I think they could win.
0: God, that'd be so entertaining. Especially
1: after that promo from, fucking Eddie Kingston.
0: Yeah, Eddie Kingston's not fucking around, everyone.
1: What What better way, <laughs> to show you're not fucking around than to cost them the belts?
0: But what worries me about that is like Moxley is gonna be busy that night with his IWGP US Championship match.
1: Maybe they'll maybe they'll Eugene trade Nagata. fuckeries, and that'll further the feuds. Oh. Not that I want John Moxley to lose that belt. But, yeah, it would further the AEW storylines very efficiently.
0: Well, let's not meet Booker's. Let's yeah. not book.
1: You don't let's respect just... me, Booker man.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> but let's talk about this uh, World Championship Eliminator: Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Whoever wins, I'm a happy camper. But I feel like with that whole showdown last week, it's probably going to be Orange. You think? Don't you think they're building to it being
1: orange? I don't don't know just because I'm thinking from a pay-per-view perspective. Isn't that match going to headline the pay-per-view?
0: Yeah, you don't think orange can sell?
1: I don't know if Orange Cassidy versus... I mean, I'll buy it and I'll watch it and I'll be entertained by the match. But I don't know if, you know... I don't know. It could go either way. I honestly have no fucking idea.
0: Either way, it's great. Yeah, because the winner is going to face Kenny at double or nothing, the pay-per-view at the end of the month. And, uh, hmm.
1: I don't think whoever wins is going to get the belt.
0: No, Kenny's, I don't, that would be weird if Kenny dropped now. That'd be real weird, especially with his collector thing going on. But, uh, Orange versus Pack's is going to be a great match. And then whoever wins is going to have a great match with Kenny. So either way, we all win. I feel like this is just a winner all
1: around. And I have to say, the the possibility of the prophecy does remain open. Hangman. We've got that path where Osprey retains his title. Oh, I thought you were
0: gonna talk about Hangman.
1: Is set to battle Okada at whenever they reschedule Russell Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. He could drop to Okada. You know, Okada could drop to oh Kenny, and Kenny could drop to Ibushi.
0: <gasps> I don't like when you book, but god damn, would I be on board could with that? you think
1: that? of a better booking oh, than that? Oh,
0: I could get on board with that. God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even Kenny versus Osprey, honestly. I mean, yeah. story-wise, the Okada's oh, really a got history. Of,
1: couple of douchebags just having it out.
0: God, yeah, that would be great. All right, then we have our TNT Championship match, Darby Allen with Sting. It says on this website with Sting. What website am I on? I want with, some website. With Sting versus Miro.
1: God, what the fuck was that?
0: And <laughs> I don't know, you need to calm down. Miro had a good promo on last week's Dynamite, but I saw a nice tweet from Darby. Pretty much saying Miro has been completely underwhelming since he showed up. And I was like, God damn, that's a fucking mean burn because it's accurate.
1: Call someone a bitch without calling them a bitch. Darby Allen will start.
0: What are you doing? Like some kind of fucking TikTok thing? Yeah. I don't like that. Don't do that. Fucking thing sucks. (laughs) Yeah, don't ever do that again. But, I mean, Miro, since he has shown up, that whole first storyline was fucking trash. But, um, I mean, now they're booking him like a beast, but I still want Darby to win. I feel like now would be a good time for, if you're gonna do something with Miro, to pull the trigger. But God do I hope
1: Darby just keeps it. I feel like Darby could, you know, move into a different storyline and be, be good with it.
0: I would like to see the TNT Championship, like, change hands a lot. So would I. So I feel like, honestly, now would be the best time to pull the trigger, it feels like. And then we have the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match, Jon Moxley versus Yuji Nagata. And this is a big fucking deal! And I'm excited to see it.
1: You know, I really do think the whole idea of dual fuckery to further that tag feud, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's absolutely the best option they have. I don't know if it's going to go that way. Um, I don't know how eager New Japan is to get that belt back in their own hands. Mm. Um, but I
0: think Moxley's definitely going to win.
1: I mean, I want Moxley to win. I think
0: the Young Bucks are definitely going to win their match, and Moxley's definitely going to win his. That's my prediction. Oh. That's not my booking. That's my prediction. What I think they're going to do. Well,
1: that sucks.
0: Why? <laughs> Why does that suck?
1: Because you gotta further the feud. You gotta further the storyline. I it feel like it does
0: further the storyline. I
1: feel like Moxley and uh, the Young Bucks and and Eddie Kingston have been wrapped up in this for a while now. Mm. Trading shots. It's time to you know elevate that feud a little bit. All
0: right. Well, but that's
1: me. That's that's, that's, that's my opinion. You. All
0: right. That's all I have to talk about.
1: Um, I know we don't usually do studs and duds. For, uh,
0: <laughs> how are we doing studs and duds for this?
1: Well, no duds, just studs. And my what? stud of the night is Linda Pillman. Because
0: okay. See, again, you're getting into something where if someone didn't watch the show, they don't get what you're saying.
1: Well, that's their fault. Go watch the show, re-listen to our podcast, and on the second listen, you might learn something.
0: Mm, don't get people required reading. Didn't we just talk about how we hate... Being given required reading to understand something.
1: Yeah, but I'm comfortable with my hypocrisy.
0: Okay. Uh My stud is fucking Takagi and Osprey. Studs.
1: Oh, we're, we're doing like a universal across all topics. Yeah. Okay.
0: What the fuck are you talking about?
1: Just agree with me, damn it.
0: All right, the show's over.
1: It sure is, but we'll, we'll be do... back with uh
0: We'll be back with a review of Dynamite tomorrow night.
1: Or Thursday. Or Thursday. One of those days.
0: We try to be good about getting things done, but shit happens, you know. Alright. Do the end bit.
1: Well, I'm George. I'm Melissa. Till next time, this has been the Russell Rant.
0: Bye!